Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And we've got another palindrome episode number today, which always gets me excited, Vince. <laughs> 44, the big 4-4, four, four, either way, forward or backward, whatever way you look at it. For the number so nice, we have it twice in yeah. the title of this episode. And number four was my hockey number uh, back in Oh, really? School. Yeah. So... Fun fact of the day, we always like to drop a fun fact in in the intro. Uh, <laughs> um, and today we had Katie Featherston, who was a fucking, pardon my French, delight. She was so fun. Oh my fun. god. She was so awesome. A For paranormal those of you, activity, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. The unfamiliar will know her from her role in the breakout found footage horror hit of the mid-2000s, Paranormal Activity, uh, in which she started. She's also a filmmaker and genuinely interesting and caring and awesome person so yeah real cool lady she, she joined us to talk about uh pretty appropriately breaking in and breaking out uh how you yeah. kind of enter the stage on a certain creative discipline in her case acting obviously and then how you expand your role and make sure that you know the horizon is always expanding mm-hmm yeah, no, to- super valuable advice, and it's cool to hear it coming from, like, someone so in the limelight. That's, yeah, no kidding, I fanboyed pretty hard. You did, you kind of, you almost <laughs> lost it, you were frothing at the mouth over here. Um, and, man, what a cool opportunity to plug our sponsor, who is uh, is Outfit Good, first time we've had uh, them sponsoring the show, and we've actually got a cool collaboration coming up with them, not totally sure what it's going to look like, but we're uh, partnering up with them. Uh, we got connected via Death to Stock Photo, episode 43, and uh, they make some cool apparel. Basically, that's what it is, but they have a, a fun twist where they uh, they donate, so every 28, their, all their shirts are $28, their original designs, but for every shirt that's purchased, they do- donate $10 of that <laughs> to, a, to a cause, um, and I believe they partner up with um, nonprofits or small groups to fundraise by providing apparel at, at like reasonable costs and and helping them sell that. So it's basically a really cool uh, little apparel company. Um, and we've got a cool thing coming down the uh, down the pipeline with them. And they were so kind as to offer uh, free shipping to all ten thousand hours listeners through I believe the third of February. Uh, and if you use the code ten k at checkout, you get free shipping. Uh, so perhaps a good time to go check out a shirt and maybe buy one at outfitgood.com. Thank you for supporting the show, Outfit Good. You rock. Yes, thank you, and thank you, Katie Featherston, for a great episode. And thank you, listeners, as always, for joining us. This is episode 44, Breaking In. say really quick that i heard some warm-ups happening earlier that were fantastic thank you the throat were, clears i mean i've spent many a year in theater school and y'all were y'all were doing it right <laughs> vincent can you tell me uh and be specific or be broad sure or even in between there i don't i don't care Okay. Uh, in, in your answer, in your answer, can you tell me what you are working on? And and I want to be more specific about my question. What are you putting your time into? Uh, yeah, thanks for asking, Grant. You're welcome. Uh, 
I don't want to date the show, but at the time of recording, we just got back from a from a bit of a holiday break, and uh, the whole break, I worked on Samsung, a pitch for them, for lovely Yamamoto, the agency that I am at their employ. Uh, the pitch is on this Friday, which means nothing to you listeners, so please disregard, <laughs> but we're in absolute crunch time mode with rehearsals, with pinning stuff up on the board, last minute copy changes. Uh, so that's been keeping me real, real busy. Uh, I'll be glad to see it done. It's been a wild ride, fun in some points, not so fun in others. But I feel like the next big thing has been a long time coming. <laughs> God, there's not a single time I can mention that. I really didn't want to do that. Right? I was like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I Grant. Apologize. Hey, Grant. Would you do me a personal favor and tell me what you've been working on recently? Ooh, yeah, man. Just um, wrapped up a lot of projects. I know I mentioned that JCPenney stuff that I was working on. That wrapped up, and now I'm just putting a bunch of time into some scripts. That's exciting. Which is real fun. And, I'm, and I, eh, I, I swear, it's like a, a one-month like where I'm just sitting there like can't write a thing, and then two days go by, and I've like, got like 20 pages. It's real nice. Rhythm, man. That's maybe a, a future show topic Yeah, rhythm. Next show. Maybe. Pertaining to my script writing yes. is it's uh, apropos, would you say? I would uh, say. Our guest today comes to us from lovely Los Angeles right now, I think. Yeah. Yes. Okay. There Confirmed. we go. Uh, and real excited to have her on the show. She uh, doing a lot of film work, probably reading a lot of scripts. Uh, Ms. Katie Featherston, welcome to 10,000 Hours. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Really happy to have you. Actress, filmmaker, storyteller. People would likely know you from your work in the Paranormal Activity series. Yeah. And I do have to say really quick that yeah. I heard some warm-ups happening earlier that were fantastic. Thank you. The throat were, clears. I mean, I've spent many a year in theater school, and y'all were y'all were doing it right. So <laughs> I don't know if those actually make it into the well, show every week. But... We'll drop them in. We might drop yeah. those in. And also, we don't we don't normally do those, but we actually rehearsed our warm ups just for this show because we wanted to impress mm-hmm. you. Yeah, hey, it and... worked. It worked. <laughs> I'm super impressed. Hey, and let me let me do something really unprofessional for a minute and say, as a fan of the horror genre as a whole and a and a scary movie junkie, I deeply enjoyed paranormal activity hey it was awesome. it's one of my favorite originals and uh i think it did a great service to the found footage genre so oh thank you so much for saying that that really makes my heart smile and i'm so glad that you i'm so glad that you liked it and, now my and, heart's uh, smiling look too. at this we're all I, i'm grinning over here my heart was just <laughs> grinning it wasn't quite smile. i wasn't as engaged in that exchange question i'm detecting a bit of an accent yes i'm from texas so uh so sometimes it comes out. If I get angry, if I'm <laughs> feeling nervous, if I'm drunk, um, all of all, the heights, all of those, at the heights yeah. of emotion well, well, or yeah. the depths. And I'm not really feeling any heights or depths of any of those feelings right now, but it, okay. it, it just kind of comes out in, in moments. Um, well, I say let yeah. it out. <laughs> just let it, let it flow. Man, that, that is, that is the motto of the podcast. Let it all hang out. Let it all hang out. Uh, sometimes, say. sometimes I say things that I I still realize aren't actual words, like fixin' to, <laughs> and I and I use them in my in my daily speech so often that I I'm a smart girl, but I forget that that's not actually a thing. And then somebody will look, look at me weird, and then I'm like, well, why are you looking at me weird? And then I realize that I'm speaking Texan, and nobody gets me. <laughs> and no one speaks Texan. We have a bit of a accent here too in Minnesota. Oh well, or. Er- uh, we have, we have some, some vernacular. We have some weird quirks, especially yeah. when we're talking Soda? about the cold weather. We say mittens 
There's no tea. Yeah. Soda? Oh. No, soda thing? Or hug? No, wait. Yeah, soda, soda, soda instead of... We, we say pop. pop. Oh, we, we say pop, pop instead we say. of soda. Oh, bag. We say bag. Bag? I never got the difference there. It's a bag or bag. Wait, what is a bag? Um, other than being a, a bag. I don't get that. So, some people claim that it should be said more like bag. Listen, we're both in the center of the United States, and I think... In the rebellious spirit of Texas, I would like to extend a hand across those, those <laughs> across the great yeah, yeah, just hey. On that note, thank you so much for joining us, yeah, Katie. Welcome. And can I do the honors of asking you what you've been putting your time into recently? Yeah, I have been for the past year and a half now. Um, been developing a movie Ooh. and from the ground up, which is really exciting and. Uh, just this past week, I've been putting together like a little website for all of our creative materials so that as we're going out to potential investors and, you know, name talent and things like that, that we have a way to really share very quickly all of the things we've been working on. And so, uh, so there's been a lot of, a lot of energy and time and effort spent getting all of this stuff off the ground. And it is so fun and empowering and also incredibly yes. ter- terrifying <laughs> in moments. Um, Especially with the the like the business aspect of making a movie, because I have no um, <laughs> to any potential investors who are listening to this podcast, please close your ears for a moment. But I have no uh, experience in this. So <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it's a really it's a great learning experience for me. And it, but however, it is there's a huge learning curve, and so there's a lot of like just moments of of fear where I'm going, what am I doing? And right. then I figure it out, which is what we all do. So. Well, yeah, of course. And it's like incredibly valuable. That's like the most valuable time you can spend because you're getting so, so much out of it. I'm oh curious, what, uh, do you have a working title? Yeah, it's called, at the moment, it's called Some Girls. Some Girls. And it is an indie dramedy set in Austin, Texas about a, a woman in her late 20s who kind of realizing realizes that her life is, is flashing before and she's scared to really show up and live fully. And she can she tricks herself and thinks, well, maybe I'm a, a lesbian. Maybe that's why everything's off. And so she goes on this date with this woman and, and she's not a lesbian, but they develop this beautiful friendship and it's that friendship which is the catalyst to her kind of growing up and, and showing up in her life fully for herself. And it's a, a really great story. I'm really proud of it. Hell yeah. yeah that sounds compelling. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Really yeah. cool that you Super get to relevant. like yeah. ride out something you care about and a, an idea that you're passionate about for so long and, and kind of see it start to come to fruition. That's exciting. <sighs> it's so exciting. And it's been, you know, I had it, I had no idea all the steps that go into it. Yeah. And there are still many, many, many more steps to go. But it's been probably the most exciting thing i've ever done that's that's so fantastic i'm like i'm i mean i'm a film junkie i'm like a huge fan of also the business side of it just in terms of like control right and i think i think a lot of people get into an entertainment uh environment or the entertainment industry as a whole and have no clue what what's going on in the business side of things and it's kind of like oh yeah this is not you can almost like let go in that way but it's way Mm -hmm. more empowering at least in my opinion to to understand it's like right it's ignorance is bliss right you you Mm -hmm. you take control of it it's way scarier but it's way more fulfilling yeah it's it's at some point i realized i felt like i was on the other side of it that there were these filmmakers and then there was me who was trying to make a movie and at some point i i remember we filmed a sizzle reel and and when i when i finished that i realized oh no I can do this too. Like I knew yeah. in that moment that I could do it. And it was because we had done all of that work and, and I pushed those boundaries in so many ways and, and thrown myself into the business side of it that I thought, Oh, 
yeah, okay, it's not me and then them over there. It's like, it's, I'm in that club. So that was a cool moment. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, that was very well put and almost too well put. It sounds... It sounded almost staged because it's a perfect segue. <laughs> she's an actress. Into yeah, she's a a performer, a performer. Uh, <laughs> into our topic, and so when you mentioned that you you kind of went from this this paradigm shift from me and them to kind of us, mm-hmm. you were you were breaking out of a mindset. You were breaking out of your comfort zone into something new, into uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. And so what we're talking about today is something we're calling breaking in and out. And we're going to examine it through kind of your personal story, how you first broke into the entertainment business and are now kind of taking the next step in the biz and branching and yeah. growing and expanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, it, if, if you're willing, could I just quickly ask you to kind of like recap how you got into things, how this all got started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, where the hell were you? Paranormal Activity. I saw that film. And it was a it was a national sensation. Like, how did it, that happen? Oh my gosh, it was uh, it was amazing. So I I I grew up in Texas, and I I decided I think it was the first day of seventh grade that I was going to be an actress. I just realized it. I knew, and then from then on, I just kind of considered it my job. Like I had high school and I had things, but being an actress was was what was going to happen, and it did. And then I went to high school and I went to college and at SMU and studied theater, and uh-huh. then. Moved out to LA right after Ooh, I graduated. Quick aside, Stephen. Yeah. Are you uh, are you a fan of Stephen Tobolowsky? Yeah. I think yeah. he went to SMU too, didn't he? He did. He did. I'm a huge of, fan. He's yeah, a, we've got a a lot of good um alum from there. Apologies. He he's got a great podcast. You ever listen to that? You know what? My friend Emily, who loves podcasts, she told me about that, and I have not listened, but it's it's been on my Some list. Some of the best storytelling. I derailed you. I apologize, oh. but it's worth it. You should go check it out. Okay, no, so SMU. And- you were at SMU studying yes. theater. Studying theater, uh, had a great four years, and then moved out to LA uh, right after I graduated. And and knew and the thing about the thing about theater school is that they teach you a lot about theater and acting and performing, but they don't, at least in my experience, they didn't teach me a lot about about the business, um, which which meant that I had to kind of learn as I as I went, which is I think the experience a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I came out here and my I knew no one. I had no representation. I was just – and ignorance really is bliss because I, I don't think I could do that again. I don't think I could move to a strange city and just throw myself into the, you know, bottomless pit of, yeah. of a million people doing the same thing. Yeah. I just but I had But I was so determined and there was just no um, – there was no version of my life where I wasn't successful. I just, I just knew that. Um, and so anyway, so my very first huh. year out here, I got – this audition off of LA casting, which is where people go when they don't have representation uh, mm-hmm. to get auditions. And it was for this like, you know, weird sounding movie. And it just said, you know, <laughs> found footage and going to, you know, record and film throughout the night. And, you know, <laughs> sounded you know. like a, like a casting coach, like weird, yeah. like <laughs> it's, it's weird. But the cool thing about it is that the guy who I could tell by the way it was written that it was special, that whoever wrote that was serious. And, and I, and it immediately like got my interest. And so I submitted and got an audition. And I remember that, you know, people were like going in and auditioning and, and, and walking out like 10 seconds later, like looking very grumpy and not you know, like shaking their heads and still holding their headshots. And I yeah. went in and, and this guy who ended up being Warren Pelly, he said, 
why is your house on it? There was no, can I have your headshot? What's your name? Here are the sides, nothing. He was like, why is your house haunted? And I just made some stuff up. I just started telling him why my house was haunted. And, 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 and that was the beginning. Um, what? Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's like a meat cute. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just at this tiny theater in, in North Hollywood and, and it was just every and I so I, I so I did it and I told him why my house was on and he was like okay thank you and I left and it was <laughs> and it. I had so much fun and I remember I called my mom and I said mom I don't know what that was I said but if I don't get that role it's because something fantastic is coming because that felt really good like something happened there and sure enough I got a call back which is where I met Mika who was in the, the film with me yeah. and he and I it was the same thing we had to improv we just met and we had to improv this big story together and then mm-hmm. and then we we got the role and and we filmed it we started filming on um my 23rd birthday hmm. my very first year out in LA and it came out three years later so there was a lot of time in between when we filmed it you know in a week to when it it came out in in theaters and it was a, a long long process full so, of ups and downs and and sideways and yeah, and parallels oh yeah there it is uh did you mention that filming took a week yeah, we did we filmed the majority one of, week no, seven days get yeah. the fuck wow <laughs> that's but, uh, I didn't know that. You, there were there were a couple of like reshoots once sure. once Paramount got involved, and we and oh my gosh. saw it. We re, we redid the ending, and so that happened later. But, um, but yeah, still, that's hey, good on you guys. Like it was. It here's the cool thing about that project, which has prepared me for the movie I'm doing now, and I had no idea at the time because I didn't have anything to compare it to. But we were such a collaborative unit, the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Oren was very clear. He knew what he wanted. He knew the kind of movie he wanted to make. But he was so generous in listening to us and allowing us to really have a voice at, in the filmmaking process. And, of course, we improv the whole movie, so we're writing our own lines as we go. Mm-hmm. And, and it didn't matter. Like if, if Mika thought, let's do another take, we could do it better, we would do another take. If I said, you know what, that seemed long, let's – Let's do that again, but let's make it two minutes instead of four minutes. We'd do it again. If any, if, I, if anyone had ideas to do it better, we would throw them yeah. out there. And and everyone played their role. Like I was always making lists. Like, okay, guys, what what shots do we need to get today? What scenes? Are we You're making get? shot lists. <laughs> I mean, not, not like let's okay. frame it. But okay. Like, like yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Get scene. We're gonna do the we're gonna do the scene where Katie gets mad at me. You know, all of these things Still, because yeah, yeah. because. That's just kind of how my brain works, and 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 Mika was great at at being kind of a co-director, and it was just it was just really a, a quality of filmmaking that doesn't happen. Uh, you don't get to experience as an actor on a normal set yeah. because as an actor, your job is to show up to do right. your job you're, to the best you're of your ability. Pretty powerless in a lot of cases, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> yeah, you really it really can be, and so um, huh. and so that was a huge blessing and then a hu- and then also a huge wake-up call because it's not always like that so yeah uh, but it was a great it was a great experience and, and when it finally came out it was it was pretty life-altering yeah what a what a cool what a cool experience I've, i have a couple questions the first thing is i was thinking of um that reminded me of, i've been digging deeper into nicholas winding reffing reffin's uh stuff recently he did drive and only god forgives oh. and some of those other he has a crazy story but he did have one thing that i really liked which is like he said that he when he works with the actors, he asks them like, well, like, what do you think? And he makes them bring something to it because they, his job, he said is to inspire the best out of people instead of try and like control everything, which is real good. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Because you have so much, right? You have so much that we could not think of that you would bring to it. And, and, you know, the words on the page are are important, but 
every actor is going to have those exact same words. What's going to make the performance different is, is who the person is saying them. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be that, you know, that's going to be what they're, what they're bringing to it. And, and if they're trying to fit into a mold, it's not going to be nearly as good as if they're, they're bringing their truth. Totally. You know? So yeah. my question then was, did you have improv experience? Have you come up through that? I mean, you mentioned theater. Yeah. I mean, I, I had one improv class in college. Oh, and, nice. And Dan, this guy named Dan Day taught it. He was one of my favorite professors. And his and it's actually served me, I think, in the film because it wasn't about being funny. It wasn't about doing sketch or getting the joke or whatever. It was about living in the moment truthfully. Mm. And so if people were trying to get to get the laugh, we would get in trouble. It was really about... Here your here's your situation. Now live in it and and listen. And so that's all we did when we filmed Paranormal Activity was was here's the situation. Oh. Here are your specifics. This is who you are. Now live in this moment. It's more like yeah, dramatic improv almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know, there's a level of improv I think in all acting if it's yeah. done in the right way. Because if you have it all planned out, then why are you doing it? It's 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 not going to be. Performance, with, right? I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, that to me, the best, the best work is the stuff that that happens. You know, whatever that magic is that happens in the moment when two people are listening to each other and mm-hmm. they're feeling real feelings in that moment, and and something happens, and then at, you know, me as the audience member, I go, oh, I recognize that. I felt sad like that, or oh, you know, that's the good stuff. The mm-hmm. the song and dance of learning your lines and and hitting the mark isn't yeah. quite as. It's also fun, but it's not what fuels my fire. I think that's actually something that has drawn me to filmmaking in general in the, in the past couple of years, especially is, you know, I do a lot of creative work and a lot of writing and a lot of design and other things. And to me, being on set is like the treat. And mm-hmm. and not only, yeah. not only that, you know, there's of course a lot of in between, there's a lot of fodder, right? I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. of time, I bet you're sitting somewhere, or you're sitting in a trailer, you're sitting whatever, and you're not doing the thing. But those moments when you are, you know, action mm-hmm. and you're going and, and even like, I think the in-between stuff, the setups, that's still interesting to me. But like that is such a – it's such a rush and it's such a cool like communal collaborative feeling that mm-hmm. you can't get sitting behind a computer or with a notebook, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's I like remember bringing that to life, yeah. I was doing, I was doing this, an episode of a, a TV show. We were in Hawaii and uh, I was in the jungle and it started raining and I was working with Bruce Greenwood, who is a fantastic actor. If you guys are familiar with him, he's been in a, a million things. Oh, yeah. And, and we were like running through the jungle and, and he, and, I, and he's in the scene, he scares me. And I remember what, whatever moment was, I really let it sink in. And then that moment I was really afraid of him and I was so upset and sad and, and and then and then they called cut and the scene was over and I, but it was so exhilarating that 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 he and I were were having that moment in this jungle and it's raining and I was like this is it yeah. I would I would spend the next ten years like shoveling dirt <laughs> if I could just have another moment like this wow. it was amazing wow. you know that might be a bit extreme I but think you know it was I mean. you know, hyperbole yeah you know it's fun <laughs> but it was yeah this really that's really fantastic and, and fun this was a good job yeah, totally I mean that sounds like an understatement of pretty epic proportions. Uh, but as we're talking about, as we're talking about breaking in as kind of one half of this parable of your personal story and the story that a lot of people in various industries take, yeah, 
Do you want you kind of mentioned some being like one of them that you you didn't have any representation, two that you didn't really have any training as to how to handle <laughs> getting representation or handling the business aspect of it. Do you want to talk about maybe a couple more of the barriers that you had to break through to get in? Yeah, you know, the strange thing about and I think some other people have had similar stories, but for the most sure. part you start at the bottom and then you get a few things here and a few things there and eventually you get representation you kind of work your way up and and i you know went from nobody knew me and nobody cared about knowing me to everybody knew me and i was getting meetings all over town that were mind boggling but i hadn't my i hadn't caught up with myself like that happened overnight but i didn't have the maturity or the uh life experience to prepare me for that. And I had, at that point, I, at that point I had just gotten, you know, agents who were fantastic, but for the most part, I really didn't have a, a team of people around me who could guide me and knew no one. So for me, that was the hardest thing was once I actually quote unquote broke in, it was how do I, how do I stay here? How do I, uh, utilize these great opportunities that are being presented to yeah, me? Now what? Right. Because, because it was, it, would, it was tantamount to like, taking a fifth grader and throwing him in college and saying thrive fifth graders going, but I'm, but I'm, but I don't know what this is, you know? And, and that is, so for me, there was a lot of, of that, of, of trying to navigate what is really a business, uh, as, and, and I was coming from it from the place of purely creative, uh, a creative art, artist yeah. who also was very young and not really, um, fully standing up for my, in, in my power yet. So, there's been a lot of like growth in that for me, but I think that was the the hardest thing about about breaking in is is how do I how do I navigate now that I'm here? Have, have um, you have you realized then, or I guess to me to me something I I feel like I I feel is that there is a lot of creativity and a lot of art within that, and that especially in uh, in an era where like we don't need you know of course agents and representation those are things still, but who knows how long, right? I mean. Uh, so, so, but really, you know, they're, they're the barriers and the middlemen and a lot of things are getting knocked down. And so I, I see a lot of creativity within the business, within that navigation. Yeah. I mean, there's, I think there's creativity everywhere. And I think that, I think the, it's, once you, I, for me, like I, I realized that I can, I can now suss out the people I want to be around yeah. and, and I can say, Hey, you're a good one. You're the kind of person who's yeah. operating on my wavelength. You are lovely, but you're not. So we want, you know, so I can, I can pick those people, but, but in the, in the beginning, you know, there's a lot of things that go into the business. It's not just the agents and, and the managers. It's the fact that as an actor, you are a, you're, you're the, the product. So there's a difference between feeling like an artist and a collaborative experience and feeling like a, a, a product Cattle. that's being sold. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And I mean, that is, and the thing is, is that you can marry the creativity with that. If I'll say for me, I can marry the creativity with that. If I am coming at it you know, from a whole place, if I'm like a whole person who knows my power, knows my strength, has a lot of self love, I can say, Hey, I get it. This is a business. You're selling, you're selling me for this product. I'm all aboard. I'm going to be creative within those mm -hmm. boundaries. But if, you know, you're young and you don't realize any of that. And you come from a world of college theater. All of a sudden that seems like a scary, scary world. So I think, I think navigating that and, and, and getting to a place where, where it, you know, where, where it's really okay that it's a business is an important mm -hmm. place to, mm -hmm. to find quickly. <laughs> so this is very interesting to me. 
I did not expect this kind of answer when we broached this subject originally. The way that I'm hearing it is that the breaking in part was just the beginning. And now oh, yeah. there there are kind of a constant conveyor belt of hurdles that you have to keep clearing. Yeah. You never and it's not like an on-off switch. It's an always keep going path. Well, the thing is, Vin, like you train to break in. You don't train to sustain. <laughs> you know? That is a good point. Right? <laughs> is there any like what do you think of that thought, Katie? Uh, I think that you never stop, uh, in my experience, I, I don't think I'll ever stop working to be here because if you think about it, you know, if, you know, when I first started out, just getting a job was cool. And then I had a great job and then it was like, well, let's get another job. And then, you know, at some point I'll be a, a I'll be on a, on a TV series and that will be fantastic, but then it'll be, let's keep this TV show on the air. And then if it goes off, it's what's after that, you know, there's never, and all the TV stars want to be movie stars, and then the movie stars want to stay movie stars. And so there's, I don't think there's ever a time where you can just relax and go, well, I made it. I'm here. I think you always have to have that mindset of Well, of it depends really on what you want, too, right? That's and, true. And, and it's like, I, 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 we've talked about this before, which is that whatever you expect, it will never ever, it, it is impossible for your expectations to meet your reality. Because it, those two cannot marry. They are just different things. It doesn't mean it's worse, but whatever you expect things to be, they cannot be the same. And so, like, if you achieve this thing, it's not like it's going to suddenly, I am happy because X. Oh, oh, sure. no, oh now I'm happy. <laughs> you right, know? Right, yeah, right. you, know? you got to be happy. Oh, yeah. You got to be happy in the, in, the, in the journey of it. That is 100%. It kind of sounds I mean, like a little bit like a drug addict kind of path, too. Like, not in a bad, does, honestly, not, sort of like, not yeah. in a bad way, but it's like you need to continually heighten, <laughs> heighten the experience. Yeah, right? Okay, the okay so now, now that I've gotten this, I need to get this. And speaking <laughs> of that, I think we can, like, tip the scale into breaking out because – this is, in a way, what you're doing now, right? Is mm-hmm. even though you'll never stop sustaining in your career as a performer, as an artist, you're starting to branch into other domains. And that comes with a whole new learning curve, relearning every single thing that you're breaking into or breaking out of. So, are you seeing some of these challenges mirrored in your pursuit of new and exciting things? Or are you are you using some of the things you learned breaking into acting to help you break into other fields? Well, I, I think I think having quote unquote broken into the world of Hollywood has has aided me in in the things that I'm doing now. But now it's a matter, and I do have to say this about what we were saying a minute ago is that it's not always about getting better stuff, but it's about cre- it was about continually ex- expanding, and mm-hmm. that comes into this is that so I have this you know, amazing franchise that I'm really proud of. And, and especially the first movie, the creative process of making that was so special, but it's like, Oh, but now I have to expand even more. Mm-hmm. And, and so in, you know, in making like this, this film that I've been working on, I've got the acting part down, like, okay, great. Whenever we get to set and I'm finally acting in this thing, I've, I've, I've done it. And if I wanted to make, if I wanted to do a horror film right now, if I wanted to, to, you know, create a horror film, that would be a cakewalk. It would be so easy to do. Uh, and people would be excited to help me with it, but it's but in in doing something that's yeah. out of the zone of what people are used to seeing me in, and something that's outside of my comfort zone a little bit. It, there's definitely uh, new, definitely new learning that has to happen. You know, just in the aspect of creating a film and 
you know, it's, it's kind of mind boggling. That's, it's super interesting to me. Well, just cause like what I'm super interested in is filmmaking. And mm-hmm. so it, it's interesting to hear you bridge the gap and then like get on the, I mean, not that you like get even more involved on the other side of things, but it's also, I think something, what we're getting at is something that uh, a lot of people who listen and a lot of people we talk to, uh, deal with, which is they're really good at the thing. They're really good at design or they're really good at writing or they're, but they're not good at the other things. But what happens is when you're going out on your own, when you're trying to start something, when you're trying to like take control of that stuff, you have to like 90% of your time is not doing the thing that you're actually really good at. Right. Right. It's like doing all of this. It's so painful and amazing. To get to the the gym. There's this book, it's called The Big Leap. And they talk about like your your zone of excellence and your zone of genius. And it's like things you're not good at, things you're okay at, and the things that really fill your soul up that you're fantastic at. And it's like a lot of people like, like max out at the zone of excellence when really they could be operating in the, you know, on that higher Mm -hmm. level. And in one thing that, that for me, when I started this process with the film, my dear friend and yoga teacher, I said, <laughs> I said, I was doing yoga and I was like, I have to, I think I have to make this movie. I was like, but I don't, I don't know how to write a film. And she was like, well then don't write it. She was like, find someone, find somebody that really speaks to you and, and let them write it. Yeah. And it, and, and that was a great lesson for me because I realized, oh, I don't actually have to do it all. What I have to do is do everything I can and then bring in, bring in people that are on my wavelength and who are in my tribe and have them contribute and, and have it be something that we can all really invest in. And so that's been, that's been a great, uh, as a, you know, as a leader of this project, that's been a great lesson is, is, oh yeah, I don't have to carry this entire weight on my shoulders. I can, I can, a lot of people have amazing talents and strengths and are enable, would, empower. And yeah. And would, would love permission. nothing more than to, than to contribute. So yeah, that really is the other side of the coin, right? We talk about breaking out and doing something on your own and how daunting it can be to have to suddenly care about all these things that you never intended to care about, that you never even knew you had to care about. But on the other side of that coin is once you break out, you suddenly feel kind of like this thing is your baby. This thing is yours, and you want to control it all. Even Mm -hmm. if you don't even like some of those parts of controlling it, you kind of want to control it. So giving up that, giving up some agency to other people, even people you trust, is sometimes hard. It's a big challenge. I haven't, I haven't had to do that yet, which has been really exciting. I mean, I, I, the guy who Dave Shotwell, who wrote this movie, we developed the story together and he and I are now co-directing and we're like the, we're like, we're like creative soulmates. Like I can't, I I can't imagine any working with anyone else as as well as he and I work work together, which is so, which is so fun. So I have total trust in everything that I hand to him and, and vice versa. And as for the other stuff, I mean, Man, I have guys that put together our business plan and, and you know, the, the nuts and bolts of finance and all that structure and whatnot. And, and I am, I welcome their help. I all welcome right. it. I'm like, please let me hug you and bring you into the fold and let's do this together because it just, it just seems like this crazy, crazy, crazy dark cloud of staring. <laughs> I, I do love to hear the terminology you're using though. You're talking about tribe, you're talking about wavelength. We, I don't know, like Vince and I have had a lot of conversations about people who get it and people who don't. And mm-hmm. it's like pretty clear, just very base level interactions. Oh, that person gets it. Or that person's like on a way different wavelength. We're on different yeah. planes, right? And especially with filmmaking stuff, uh, I think almost as a as a metaphor for life, it's like 
dude, there's so many people doing this. There's so many people who are talented. There's so many people who are, you know, either technically proficient or whatever. It's like, at the end of the day, I just want to be making this stuff with people who I'm like so happy to be working with and who get it and who, or, or, and, or who trust me. Right. Yeah. Who like, like maybe this isn't their thing, but they trust my voice on this point. And it's just like, that shit is fulfilling. That, and that's, that's how it should really always be. I mean, the only times when that doesn't happen is when fear steps in and, uh, yeah. and people, people get freaked out and egos come in and then, and then, you know, all of a sudden you have this, and then that happens. don't work together. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> but the, but the, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's because I mean, I think everything, I think everything is, is energy. So you just find the people who resonate with you and then, and then, you know, you go make good art. Totally. And yeah. when we're talking about making good art. And when we're talking about breaking out, I want to ask you what what is even further down the line? I know this movie has uh, understandably consumed a lot of your attention, a lot of your passion, a lot of your energy right now and recently in the last year or so. What, where do you see your even further branches reaching? Oh, I well, in the next you know, in the next year or two, I mean, I want to film this movie i want to get it out in, in film festivals i want I, w- I would love to do some comedy Ooh, so i would yes. love to, to be on a, a woman show. after my own heart i like comedy is my yeah. jam all right sorry yeah okay, yeah i mean on. i i i love it i enjoy it i i appreciate what comedy brings to do you, you know. do you hit up much of the la comedy scene I go to UCB all the time. Ah, that's so great. I, nice. I love I love that place and, and have some friends there and it's it's great. Um so that so so finding a, a, a creative T V home for me to yeah. flex those muscles would be is happening. It's happening. It's just cool. straight up happening. Well, I mean, yeah, right? It, what did you say? There was no version of your life where you there, uh, aren't successful? Exactly. And you know what the fun thing about that is that is that I I really believe that. It's not even like something I just say, like a positive affirmation. Yeah. It really is. And I really think that what you put your energy on, what you put your focus on is, is what gets bigger. And, and I really have, I really believe it. I mean, yeah. it's just, and, and I, and I think <laughs> in the act of believing it, I won't, I won't stop. So I'm, so I'm right there with you because yeah, yeah. I've, I've been like, great. I've been like, I've been like, sad at points or like you know just working you know you're working on stuff you're getting into it you're especially in a nebulous kind of career path and Mm -hmm. i've been like really sad and and it's like not even it doesn't even necessarily like i'm great i'm fantastic right now but it doesn't even bring me joy but i'm just like oh yeah yeah well like i will be successful and it's not even like uh like a ego thing it's just like oh yeah like i can't not be right it's like exactly. yeah i'm i'm incapable of not being <laughs> I'm, I'm reading that uh amy poehler's book yes oh, please god she's so good she's, <laughs> she's fantastic favorites. and there's this part where she talks about in high school they went to new york and they toured the saturday night live sets and and she was there and she saw actors that 20 years later she you know became friends with and things yeah. like that it was really cool but what she says is, is she she says you know did i always know that i would end up being on Saturday Night Live, yes. And then she says, "Did I, I didn't know that I had necessarily the talent or the drive, but I just listened to that voice inside of me. And my vo- that voice inside of me said, someday you're going to be in the other, on the other side of that wall. And she just listened to it. And it's like we've all got that little voice that, that guides us. Um, it's yeah. just a matter of do we, do we listen to it or do we stuff it down and go, no, our voice doesn't deserve to be heard. It's cool. I'll just, you know, work it wherever and, and be mediocrely happy. And so <laughs> – I'm a fan. I'm a fan of listening to that. Yes, voice. and I think you should continue to do so. Yeah, 
please, and thank you for doing so. Yeah. And thank you for bringing this positivity to this conversation because I've I've been smiling the whole time. It's infectious. Good. I've just been grinning. I've just been grinning. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Now, speaking of grinning and speaking of, (laughs) I guess. Segway of the century. I guess this is I'm a terrible segue. <laughs> Maybe I, I need some speech classes. Um, Whoa. But we're talking about something that we've heard today in the conversation. Maybe not in the foreground, but in the background. Do we detect a a feline of some sort? Yes. I'm so sorry. I've been her name's Story, and I. Oh, trying- get the fuck out of here, Story. Go home. No, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great okay. name for a cat. Wow. And do not never apologize for a cat. And don't hang on. The- I'm sorry. I- I have two. I have two cats and a dog, and they're all in here. Uh, well, no story left. I guess she. I guess she sensed my frustration. I guess, I guess that that was the resolution. That was third act. And I over. Was <laughs> desperately trying to pet her to keep her quiet because she just wanted me to love on her. And oh, and, that's uh, actually pretty. Yeah, that's pretty a, charming. She's a talker. Who are the Who are the other two? The dog and the the other cat. Uh, I have Story is one of my cats, and then I have Maybe, who's my other cat. Maybe. Maybe like from Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Okay, yeah, I thought yes, it was a reference. And then my dog's name is Harvey, and he is Lee Harvey Oswald. He is, yeah. Or, and some people in, in LA are like Harvey Weinstein. I'm like, no, I did not name my dog after Harvey Weinstein. Really? Uh, are you not a fan of Harvey? Oh, I'm. I, he's lovely. I mean, he's. I'm sure he. I have never met him, but okay. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But I, I don't know him, and would not name my dog after him. Yeah, yeah. Harvey was just named because I just like old man names for dogs, and so he's well, a cute I... little white fluff ball, and he's my fave. I like all those names. And it, it's perfect because we had an, an off-topic topic, which is our weekly departure from, you know, talking about more important, compelling things to <laughs> talk about something different. Uh, and, and we're talking about childhood pets today. Oh. I like that we give ourselves credit for saying the other things are compelling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Self-congratulating part of the show. Uh, did you have any childhood pets growing up, Katie? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um I had my very first one was a dog named Tanner and he lived with my parents got divorced when I was a, a baby and Tanner lived with my dad and Tanner was I don't I mean he was just an amazing creature he he was an amazing creature he was like a human in a in a dog's body and I I mean I don't even know what to say he was an amazing dog and I've had others since then Sadie was a great dog a lot of dogs growing up my dad has a farm so we always have lots of animals and Really Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I too grew up on farm property. Oh, there you go. So you know you have to have you have to have cats to keep the rats and the mice away, and you have to have dogs to keep the coyotes away. So there ends up being <laughs> yeah. a lot of animal activity around the house. Yes, absolutely. You got to fill all that space, all that acreage with plenty of furry friends to love. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That sounded a little saccharine, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, we had. Dogs, cats, horses, pigs. When I was oh yeah, we had cows up. and mules and horses. Mules and, too, and an albino turkey that's wild that just kind of wanders around and, and just kind of joined the family. Just kind of like he has some friends that are normal looking, but he's the special one. He's just all white. <laughs> I and, feel like that's and you know. clearly this this love of animals and pets and companionship has continued. Yeah, I mean, guys, I'll be honest. I'm 32, and so this, while I don't particularly feel ready for a child, my internal clock is, like, ticking, and so (laughs) these warm, cute creatures that need me to feed them and love them, it really, like, fills up this this part of me. so beautiful. That's (laughs) really nice. I can pretend like that's not the case, or I can just own it, and I feel like... Thank you. Thank you for your candidness. (laughs) Really, though. 
I mean, I, I think that is a, actually a good mark of somebody who we would call on the level, right? Yeah, they get it, right? Self-aware. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was like, this is this Vince, is what I'm going down. Vince sneaking in a self-aware reference. Typically, this is my role in the show. Is I sneak in a little bit of a reference to self-awareness, which oh. I, which is our favorite quality. I think we both agree the the most foundational quality. Yes, I like that. Yeah. I'm writing that down. I yeah. like that. Well, if you are interested, go listen to episode thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay. Seth. Seth. Seth Godin. So really fucking smart dude. <laughs> and so there's okay. there's our one plug for the show. Yeah. Uh, Grant, childhood pets. Well, you guys are making me feel like an asshole because you, man, like you got, come on. <laughs> Hold on, turkeys. How much- oh, we got turkeys. We got cows. We got, <laughs> I don't know. I just felt you guys are really rubbing it in. I had like, I had maybe like seven dogs throughout the succession of my childhood. Most of them only lasted like very small amounts oh, of time. No. It was kind of sad. My dad had hunting dogs. Okay. So my dad was a hunter. Um, I will say the two most memorable pets. Well, the the two most tragic pets. Let me take a step back. Oh no! Oh yeah, this the, is taking a turn. Well, okay, the first like a little bit of a well. Oh god, three most tragic. Be, oh. Sorry, I had like a really bad. We had a bad like two year run where we had like five dogs in two years. Oh my goodness, Grant! Listen, what was stop. happening? Stop! Don't put there? this on me. Okay, but it's like all right. one every four months or something. Stop! I'm not stop! That. You guys, stop doing math. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. We we did have one such a cute little Yorkie dog named Maggie. And uh, my mom is like allergic to dogs and cats. And she was the first inside dog we had. And she like stayed in our pantry, like in, behind the thing. And my mom ended up being allergic and we had to get rid of her. And my sister has still never forgiven her. I'm not kidding. Oh my goodness. But the, t- oh, well, one's tragic. I, well, God. Go for it now. We're in too deep. Oh, no, I wasn't deep. trying. That wasn't, I wasn't even teasing you guys. I was just like, it, well, it happened whether you wanted to or not. Okay, well, <laughs> there was, there's, oh my God, this is so horrible. There's one dog. I don't even know the dog's name because we only had her for two days. Oh my goodness. Okay, so we had, we had two dogs right in a row. And this, this almost like fucked up our pet situation for, I mean, it pretty much did for a long time. The first dog, uh, finally, like, we'd had a, a few dogs, hunting dogs, whatever. We got this, like, purebred, whatever, you know, from a breeder, n- really nice hunting dog. I can't even tell you the breed. I'm sorry. I was never that involved. Uh, and she was in heat, and, like, right when we got her, and, like, ran away immediately, like, upon arrival. And oh. it didn't end well. Oh, no. I don't know what I don't know what that even do you did you just say oh no like you know what that means I like you, said oh no like I had jumped to the conclusion that Grant was alluding passed. to and we are going to move on to, your to next lightning pet. to lightning yes, we're just gonna just, move right along just, and we're just, Katie say, I've been like taking notes like just kind of like I like to write notes down and I wrote Vince and then I wrote farm and then I wrote Grant dog trauma that's yeah. oh, Yes. It's so yes. indicative of my personality. I, I have, what do I have? I have childhood pets bringing in. I have some notes here too. Uh, there was a version of my life where I wasn't successful. Katie. Yeah. We're going to quote oh, that. Wait, there wasn't. Was that, was that uh, for, I have two questions. Off topic, topic. Are y'all still using the OTTP, whatever that song is? Oh my God. Was that, that was the only episode we ever did that. <laughs> yes. It was catchy. I'm just going to say. Thank you. Katie, bring you, it back, y'all. you are Maybe validating me back. so hard and Vince has his hands on his hips, and he's sitting. This is incredible. I have been advocating for that so hard. Now we're going to have to do it again this episode. So. Yes! 
you've won, you've won. You've bested me, Katie. Uh, well, let's tell them. We, can, we bonded over the farm. So. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we yeah. So cool. The farm was so good, cool. but Katie, you are, you are a true homie right now. Like, I love I, it. I was grinning before. I am truly smiling. Yeah, he's, he's pretty right. excited. Okay, Lightning was gone as quick as his name. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Wow, okay. Wait, wait. Is that your dog? Was that your? Are we back to your dog? Lightning was gone as as quick as his name, as quick as the story. That was lightning. Oh, oh my, my goodness! Gosh. Okay, well, he was a beautiful, beautiful golden retriever. No. Oh my god! Please, okay. Well, oh my god! My dogs all lived Vince, fairly fairly long dogs? and healthy lives. Yeah, we did have one little miniature dachshund that had some back problems, and he he didn't make it more than three oh. years, but. Uh, we, most of our dogs, and now we have two lovely rescues, Annabelle and Rapunzel, both mutts. But yeah. I just got to see those cute little faces when I visited home, and and mm-hmm. so pets have always been a big part of our life. We once had a, a German Shepherd named Shotzi, which is German for beautiful girl. Yeah, uh, and she was she was a search and rescue dog, so. She and my mother would go out and try to find missing persons. What? So wow. Res- yeah, they had a few rescues, and she knew oh, like yeah. eighty commands. It was she was a very good dog. Harvey, do you hear that? What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> You're just laying over there. You're I just, I literally, oh my Harvey. god, my mind was racing right there. I was picturing Harvey Weinstein just laid out on your couch, <laughs> just going, "What do you want?" Like, uh, <laughs> I'm making movies, Katie. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Oh, All man. right, great. Well, I'm. We had we had some laughs. We had some tears. We had some good stories. Uh, good on you guys. I just got to say, good on you guys with the oh, rescue three, situation. Three of us. I think that, well. Well, we're going to get you there, Grant. We're going to get you someday. some. We're going we're gonna to turn you around in this whole animal situation. Next time I'm in town, can I meet your pets? Yes, please. They are gonna, they're going to heal you with their love. They are fantastic. Oh, and they're going to fill you up with so much joy. You're you're, gonna, you're implied be... I'm broken, but I will admit I am. <laughs> and so that's okay. They're going to heal your, your, animal, your past animal wounds. And then, oh and then you're going to be like Grant rejuvenated. <laughs> oh, man. The positivity is flowing through me. Thank you, though. It's with a it's heavy heart that I have to move on from this OTT. And we have to, okay. we have to go back to the less cuddly, less fluffy business. <laughs> I was pretty. Oh, I was in a kind of a heavy situation. It's going to be a little bit lighter for me. <laughs> of breaking in and out, uh, we we like to wrap the show the same way every show, and that's by asking you this week, Katie, our benevolent guest, to answer two questions for us, and okay. they are: How can our listeners support you? And mm. if you wanted them to take one thing away from your time on the show, what would you want that to be? Ah. Uh... I think the the thing I would want them to take away is um, I don't know if, I even know if I said it out loud during the podcast, but my intention for this year has been to let my voice be heard mm-hmm. in all aspects of my life, and I think that is a fantastic intention for everyone to have when they're when they're ready to 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 do that, because we all have things worth saying and worth worth hearing and worth being heard and and. Um, and I think a lot of people stay quiet and, um, and it doesn't mean you need to be a performer, but it means say the real thing. It means be honest in your relationship or, or, you know, listen to that little bit of intuition inside of you. So I don't know if that sounds super cheesy, but no, I mean it, it doesn't, way. It, it doesn't. And, and the thing is, you know what I think, you know, what I think, uh, w- within that idea, which is something Vince and I have been kind of talking about circling around and, and we've had some pretty real conversations about honesty and, relationships and like 
what all that vulnerability stuff means and what being re- yeah and and i think the problem is that um if you feel really guilty and you feel really self-conscious and you feel really like so many things and it's not like it necessarily gets like oh super easy but right away in adopting that mentality is really really hard it's like mm-hmm. fucking terrifying it's breaking like, into that mentality honestly hard, yeah. I, I mean as punny as that was it was like on point punnage <laughs> 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 because it's fuck it's tr- like tragic almost to be super honest and to be like because not only is it self-conscious like i actually think it's like it's it's like not fully formed when when you start to like talk in your voice let's just say that okay Mm -hmm. it's not fully formed because there's no it's impossible for it to be until you have started Mm -hmm. and it can't be until you continue to go along that path i know and not to be too nebulous about that but you get what i'm saying like yeah absolutely yeah. It, and so yeah. it, it like requires a certain level of like just giving into that and and accept in a lot of ways i assume like performing you just have to accept that this is like really uncomfortable for a little bit in order to find get comfort to a, in the discomfort yes yeah, and, and the thing that i realized over this over, especially over this past year is that all the good stuff is on the other Ugh. side of that discomfort it's like if it's like the calm. It's like if you if, you know you can stay in the safe space and the and the and the kind of backing off your truth, or you can jump into it and it can be really uncomfortable for a bit. But then on the other side, and that might take a moment, it might take a month, it might take the whole year. But on the other side of it is this like huge world that at least for me did I didn't even know existed until uh, I really showed up. You know, hell yeah, and I think wow. that goes. I think that goes for everybody. Well, when we're talking about honesty, I, I want to take this opportunity to thank you. Katie, for being so candid and so yeah. honest, and I just feel like there was never any playing around with your answers. You were already always forthright and ready to talk about whatever came up. So I, yeah. I think you're you're living what you're talking, which is something we can really appreciate on this show. Uh, Thank you for saying that. This was really oh, this was really fun. But I do want to say on a totally not sweet note. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, everyone, if you want to follow me on Twitter, Plugs, that's, yeah. that's yes, please. The, yeah, that was oh, the, let's open up the plug bag. That was it. That's all I have. Follow oh, me on Twitter at, at Katie Diane. It's a comedy bang bang and, and I will, it's a deep you reference. know, that's where you can find me. Okay. What, what, uh, say it again. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Katie Diane. Great and tweets. And all of my, all of my movie stuff and whatever updates will be there. And so I Great. always love to hear from people. That easy. Supporter yeah. at, on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, and I do have to say one more thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, no, reason... sorry, Katie, only two. No, this no, is important. This is, hey, this have is a good night. Event. We'll uh, see you around. <laughs> You're going to be sad if I don't say this. No, okay, please, yeah, please. The okay. only reason that, that we, this thing even, not the only reason that this happened, but sure, the well. thing that started this was, Grant, you wrote an article, right? About yeah. Yeah. your experience on the plane mm-hmm. and how you like gave up your seat. And somehow I stumbled upon that and I loved it. I thought, wow, more people need to think like that and be aware and and also put it out into the into the world the way you did which i thought was so cool and then i followed you on twitter and then here we are the so rest is history that was that... just a happy hey happy thank you thank you events. so much for reading and thank you for the kind words i don't want to say thank you for liking it but kind of you know what i mean it's like really yeah and, it and resonated with me yeah, yeah. hell yeah. yeah that's so good and the positivity yeah. just continues uh it keeps on going totally. thank you so much katie featherston for joining us this has been a fun conversation, a positive conversation, an enlightening conversation. And, yeah. And I'm I really hope we happy. can do it Thanks again sometime. Me, yeah, for sure. Um, we do have one more request, though. Oh, please. So, Katie. Yes. We get a lot of folks on the show. 
they they like to think of themselves as performers, but they I don't think they're you know quite Katie Featherston performance <laughs> level. Uh, okay. And we sign we sign off the show the same way every week. Uh, our mentality is to ship it. Uh, you know, the, at the end of the day, just like with your projects and with, with your takes, with anything, it's like you got to ship it. You, you got to get something done. If it do, it, in Seth's words, if it doesn't ship, it isn't art. Right. And so you got to ship it. Uh, so I'm wondering if you could just sign us off with a ship it. You know, with you, it. Yeah, just to ship it. If you want to preface that with, you know, this is Katie Featherston signing off for ten thousand dollars. Ship it. That or whatever you want. I, I don't want to give you. I don't want to give you too many notes before we. And honestly, we, hey, we can try a few here. <laughs> so, it, so you wait, ship it so is the line. Ship it is the line. Ship it. Yes. So I just say. Uh, it's you. Okay, let me. Let Grant me. Has, Grant has Grant has purposely obfuscated yes, the have. goal, and he does this sometimes. No, I'm taking the opportunity to direct here. Okay. <laughs> Katie, yeah, so please. I want to give you your motivation. Thank All right. you. I, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so your character, your character mm-hmm. right now is an empowered 32-year-old woman, fantastic actress, okay? And what she's trying to do in this moment is her, her only goal in this moment is to inspire the listeners of a podcast. And, and she, wants, she wants humanity to come through this line. Oh she wants... Goodness, <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, and I just want to clarify: the line is ship it, but it's it's so much more than that, Katie. <laughs> I get Please. it. I get it. I'm really feeling it. Okay, cool. I think I'm ready to. I think I'm ready to just try one. Let's just let's just try cool, one. Cool. Cool. I'm going to give you a soft action, and then I'm just going to let you go on 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 your on on your own uh, intuition. Okay. Action. <clears throat> my name is Katie Featherston, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ten Thousand Hours. Ship it. <laughs>